This could be due to parents or caregivers who were emotionally unavailable, inconsistent, or neglectful, leaving leading to an inability to form secure attachments. Hello and welcome to the Alpha Insight Podcast, where we talk about new ways to view our society and culture. This platform is not here to harm or shame anyone, but to provide the truth, hoping to help shape you and grow you into a stronger, healthier person. I'm your host, Jameson Ryling, and welcome to the show. Why is dating so hard? Why is dating so hard these days? Um, a poll, actually, there's been several polls done, and it says over half of Americans have voted that dating is harder today than it ever has been. That's cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Over half the population agrees on this. So, oh, sorry, I guess I had that. I was supposed to say that a little bit later. So, my bad. <laughs> so, I want to talk about that. Why? Why is that? And I was going to talk about some other other things, but no, this going into this, I'm, I'm re-recording this episode. I rewrote the script. I've got some good stuff coming in the next couple episodes, but I think this is going to be a great intro to our little series talking about dating. Valentine's Day is coming up soon, so I've, I figured it would be appropriate to talk about it now rather than in... April or something, right? So, and honestly, for a lot of you, you may be thinking, I'm married, so this doesn't have anything to apply to me, or some of you are thinking, oh, I already have a boyfriend, girlfriend, this doesn't apply to me, but this is not just a dating topic, it's it's also an identity topic, and it's also a, like, culture topic. I'm going to talk about a lot about our society today and our culture and what's what's normalized, what's all the good stuff. So it's not just about dating. And originally I wanted to talk about, you know, that 14 year old kid who's just so depressed that he didn't have a boyfriend or she didn't have a, or she didn't have a boyfriend or he didn't have a girlfriend or whatever. I'll get to you guys in another episode. But today I wanted to talk about why is dating getting so difficult? Because it seems everyone is, you know, everybody's so upset they don't have a significant other. It's like, do you ever really talk to a person who's single and is happy that they're single? It's very, it's pretty rare. And I was that happy single guy for a, years, and I'm actually still that guy. So, <laughs> um, because I had, okay, I'm not, I don't know if I should put that in or not, <laughs> but I don't know. People are not happy to be alone anymore. I've talked to a lot of people who are can't be alone anymore. So and I, I'm just, I'm tired of watching people look to the wrong things for joy. And so I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this because it's just, it's hard to watch so many people who, who are getting so upset, so depressed about not having somebody when it's like you don't even need somebody right now at least for a lot of you some of you maybe maybe already and all that but it's just looking around and there's so many people who find their sense of purpose and and meaning in a significant other and this is why this is why I wanted to talk about this because it, it's it's really a problem and I know the closer we get to Valentine's Day the worse it's going to get Everybody's going to be so upset looking at all the posts about everybody with their girlfriends or boyfriends. Everybody's going to get so depressed and, and maybe get in that toxic relationship just because they wanted somebody for the 
for a Valentine or whatever. So data shows, data shows, I don't know how you, how you pronounce it, but I'm just going to pronounce it both ways so you can't make fun of me, <laughs> that nearly half Americans think dating is harder now than it was 10 years ago. That's what I wasn't supposed to share with you earlier, but there you go. Dating is so messy right now. If you talk to anybody, it's like, it's so hard to genuinely find somebody that agrees with you. In the, in the first off, that's just first off. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so I have three points here. Why, why is dating so difficult today? Why is it considered so much harder now than it was 10 years ago. What's changed? What's changed? So I got three points for you today. I hope you listen to all all of this because this is actually a really good episode. So the first point why dating is so much harder today than it was 10 years ago is because people are getting into it for the wrong reasons. People are getting into relationships for the wrong reasons. Hmm. I do want to say this real quick that Part of the reason, a big part of the reason why people are getting into the wrong relationships for the wrong reasons is because of parents. And parents have a huge role in why young people are getting into relationships out of desperation or in getting into toxic relationships because that's what they grew up in or whatever, right? So this website says, uh, people who experience intense love cravings, because I was looking up why do people cra- uh, crave, uh, you know, why do people, whatever, whatever, I was looking up. Anyways, people who experience intense love cravings often lacked appropriate affection in their childhood. In their childhood, this could be due to parents or caregivers who were emotionally unavailable, inconsistent, or neglectful, leaving or leading to an inability to form secure attachments. This is a possibility. I don't want to chalk it all up to, oh, it's your parents' fault, because it's not. But it does play a role, right? So on top of that, I said it last episode, but people are lonely. You know, okay, so it's not just, you know, we don't have to blame everything on the parents because not everything is our parents' fault, right? You can't go through life blaming everything on everybody else except for yourself not how life works. So we're not going to blame everything on our parents, but I do want to say this, and I do want to talk about it on a further episode, possibly, and I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, about parents these days and how much this has changed our society and how our kids are being raised and whatever. And no, I'm not a parent, but kids are being taught a lot of different things than what they used to get taught growing up 20 years ago, right? On top of the whole parents thing, which could be a possibility for why people get into relationships out of desperation, because that's kind of how their brains have been wired, right? Um, People are lonely, and with loneliness comes desperation. As I said in the last episode, and when, 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 when somebody, when someone is desperate, they'll settle, they will settle for anything. So not only those two things, and I think there's a thousand different things that play a factor or play a role in this, in why people get into the wrong relationships for the wrong reasons or whatever, right? And not all of these relationships, by the way, that you get into for the wrong reasons end up going bad. Sometimes people make it work, and that's awesome. That's super awesome. But when somebody is desperate and they're willing to settle for anything, what happens a lot of the times is 
when they get in these relationships, they're always disappointed and move on to the next. Why? Because they've got their hope in something that will never fulfill, right? Bringing out the Christian part of me, okay? I'm not going to preach this whole episode, but I do think it's, I should always share when I can. I don't want to be overwhelming to anybody, but I want to provide my religion as well. You know, yeah, so you get into a relationship out of desperation. You're like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. I still feel lonely, (laughs) right? I still feel depressed. This person isn't giving me everything that I ever hoped and and dreamed, dreamt for, right? So I'm just gonna, you know, move on to the next person. Maybe, maybe I'm just with the wrong person. Maybe I just, yeah, just chose the wrong person. Maybe they're, you know, whatever, right? You justify it in your, in your head. You, you move on and the cycle repeats. But this doesn't uh, just happen with people and relationships. It also happens with, you know, material things. So what happens is you get, you've been waiting so long to get this, uh, whatever it is, right? This new car or this new thing, your paycheck maybe. Time passes and it doesn't have the same effect that it did have. It's not as cool anymore. It's not as exciting. And then you set your goal again. I want to get this car instead. I want to go for this person instead. I want to get, you know, this new thing. I want to get this much more money. And you reach that goal and you're not satisfied yet again. Why? 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 But we do this throughout our whole lives because we have our hope in something that will never fulfill us. And if this is the first time you're hearing this, and I'm, I'm sorry that's the case, but, and I'm sure many of you have heard, you know, money won't buy you happiness, but you don't ever really hear that your significant other won't give you joy, right? Everybody just, but if you are looking at this person or this thing as a sense of confidence, as a sense of, you know, because you're feeling alone, so you have this person, as a sense of, you know, if this if this person is, or this thing is everything you put your hope into, hoping that it's going to fix you, hoping that it's going to, make you a whole person, make you complete you, you got your hope in the wrong places. Because at the end of the day, no person, no thing, no amount of money can fill that hole, you know? You're just going to keep on pushing to the next thing over and over again. And some of you are like, you know, no, Jameson, I'm, I'm content with where I'm at, but God is the only thing that can fill that hole. And I just wanted to say that real quick. At the end of the day, no material things satisfy and no person is perfect. No person can make you a whole. I think only God can do that. But so let's move on to point number two. Point number two. I just, I didn't go crazy in depth with these points, which I'm just realizing because I rewrote the entire script last night. So I don't have as much points as I would have liked, but that's all right. Number two why um, dating is becoming more difficult or is more difficult than it was 10 years ago because people have more options. You may be thinking, more options? Jameson, it's dry out there, man. I can't find anybody. (laughs) You're right, but it's an illusion. Okay, so think about this. Think about this. A big 
and a, a big role that plays into the fact that people think that they have more options is social media. Oh, no. I'm sorry to say that. Some of you are thinking, Jameson, why are you so negative about social media? Come on, man. I love social media. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But you people need to start waking up to the real effects that this stuff has on you. The real effects, okay? Depression is through the roof right now. Mental health stuff is going through the roof. Uh, marriages are declining while divorce rates are increasing. Things are starting to decline here. And everybody's like, oh, well, I'm just going to live on my phone and, you know, what happened here? We can't even sit in a freaking line at a fast food place without checking our phones. We can't talk to people in public. Everybody has social anxiety all of a sudden. Like, everybody. And you, you see what I'm saying? Because everybody's living in an, a simulation because these companies, that's what they do. These big companies, that's their whole goal is to get your attention. And with attention, you know, comes more money. But with all of that, it's like you're living in a false re reality. It's not just me who thinks this, but this, uh, this website says, social media has had a profound impact on modern relationships, both positive and negative. While it can be a great way to stay connected with loved ones and find resources and support, it can also distract them from face-to-face -face communication, promote unrealistic expectations, and facilitate jealousy and insecurity. Wow. That's exactly what I was just saying. That's crazy. People aren't... <laughs> you know, people looking to models everywhere... And everyone becoming insecure because they aren't perfect. Because what do you see most of the time? You see these models on whatever platform you're on. And you see, you, I don't know, do you see what I'm saying here? There is a problem and you're going to sit here justifying to me and you're going to be like, Jameson, no, it's trust me, it's totally fine. I'm only on there for four hours a day. It's not that big of a deal. But you know what? I don't, I don't know. If you can't go, let's say... A full day without your phone, then just, I, I don't know, just don't talk to me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying though? Every, it's a problem. The social media stuff, it's a problem. It's such a big problem. So with social media, everybody's thinking, oh, I got all these options. There's so many people because you're seeing so many people in a fake reality. And so with that, you know, it's it's nearly impossible to find someone these days who have the same values as you, by the way. It's nearly impossible, unless you're a gay supporter or whatever. Like, that's pretty common everywhere. But it's if you're a traditional person, you got traditional values, you're, <laughs> I don't know, a normal person, it's, it's hard to come by these people these days, honestly. Especially if you're trying to date somebody who has the same values as you. Because we're all being brainwashed here. And I didn't want to make this whole episode about social media or, you know, the fact that no person and no thing is going to fulfill you. But, you know, these are the things that cause the problems we see. This is like the stuff that's going on in the background that nobody thinks is a problem, but that's causing these problems, making it harder for people to, to meet new people and stuff like that, right? So it's nearly impossible to find someone these days who has the same values as you. 
Dude, I mean, I don't know. I think we have less options these days, but the illusion is there. Social media, the illusion's there. So with the whole Instagram thing, or, you know, with the whole social media thing, insecurity, you know, people are looking at models everywhere they go, and everybody's insecure about their body because nobody wants to go to the gym, by the way, but everybody wants to have a freaking banging bod, but the only way they're going to get there is by starving themselves, by the way. All these people want these huge muscles when it's like they're not willing to do the work for it. They're just going to starve themselves and lose some fat, hoping that some ounce of muscle will start showing. Like, this is a freaking problem. We got this whole thing mixed up. What is going on here? Right? And it's like everybody's insecure about their bodies. I just wanted to touch on that topic real quick because it's just, gosh, dude. Maybe you wouldn't be so insecure if you would go to the gym. Come on, people. It's, it's not rocket science. But everybody's so lazy these days. Everybody would rather sit down watching mindless videos that they can't even remember three seconds later. If you ever think about it, can you remember the last reel you watched? Or if you're sitting there scrolling, can you remember two reels before that? No, nobody remembers anything. It's just, we're just wasting our time. And I have a lot of thoughts on all of that. But it's causing people to be insecure. It's causing people to, we, we're, we're getting things all mixed up. And so guys and, and, and girls, are everybody's thinking, oh, we've got so many options. And everybody's content living on their phones and not looking around in the real world and actually talking to people and I don't know there's just so many factors here so many things going on right but point number three which ties into all of this is people will only settle for the best dating is getting so much more difficult because number one people are getting into it for the wrong reasons number two people in quotations have more options and number three, people will only settle for the best. 15% of adult women in the United States are divorced or separated today, compared with less than 1% in the 1920. Studies show most marriages terminate because of lack of commitment. So, why is dating harder than ever before? People keep trying to get the best when that will never happen. People won't, won't settle anymore. We constantly have to get better. I deserve more. I deserve better, right? Something that so many people are going through right now. And you know, maybe none of this stuff applies to you really, but I'm betting at least something does. Like I said, it's not just a dating topic. It's it's a culture topic. It's a society topic. It's like a identity topic. I wish it was that easy as as simple as one, two, three, but it's it's not. Dating is getting so much harder because, and, and so, you know, why, I wanted to put those, those quotes in there, that quote in there from, from another website that 15%, 15% of adult women in the United States are divorced or separated today compared with less than 1% in 1920. I actually should have checked when that came out, that website. Um, but why did I say that? Because the number one cause of divorce is lack of commitment. So why do we have lack of commitment? What does that even mean? I don't really know if that means like people cheating on people or what's going on, which I'm assuming that's what it means. 
But why do we have this? Because people will only settle for the best. And people will only settle for the best because our dopamine levels are going through the roof. Serotonin and all of that stuff is going through the roof, right? But nobody thinks it's a problem. There's no 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 problem here. I'm just going to sit on my phone for 4 hours, 5 hours a day, watch watch some watch a couple hours of TV and uh jerk off like 3 times and smoke some weed. It's no big deal and maybe drink just a little bit and then like you see what I'm saying our dopamine levels are increasing and I've talked about this before in the episode constant stimulation and this is such an important topic constant stimulation we we've got constant stimulation going on which means that in order to feel normal levels of dopamine we have to increase the amount of exposure you see what I'm saying here so our levels are just increasing right our, the amount of time we spend on whatever, the amount of, you, I think you know what I'm saying, right? Studies show, da, 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 da. okay, why is dating harder, okay? Why is dating harder than it has ever been? People keep trying to get the best when that will never happen. You know why that will never happen? Because you get the best and then you open your phone, oh, there's better. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, people? You open your phone and boom, there's better. And then you're going to chase after better. And then you're going to chase after better. Social media is a big problem. And I'm not saying social media is all bad because it can be good. Okay. It can it can be good. I do want to say that. But I'm just saying here, we're not watching ourselves. And porn is a problem. And I've been wanting to talk about this for so freaking long. Because porn is such a huge problem. That no nobody's talking about and everybody's doing. Not everybody, but a lot of people are doing, okay? How much of a problem is porn, really? Jameson, come on, dude. You need to relax. No, this is this is the stuff that's that's killing people. This is the stuff that's ruining relationships. The social media stuff, it causes all these insecurities causes all this BS, you know, causes all this crap going on in your head. Now you're insecure. Now you don't know how to talk to people in public, right? And now everybody's watching porn. What does that even have to do with anything, Jameson? So, all right. First off, the number one cause of divorce is lack of commitment. So, I just wanted to say that. One study concluded that men are approximately 20% more likely to download or or view pornography than women. Some of you women are like, ha screw you guys. Yeah, it's not my problem. Hey, look, to my guys out here, it's time to step it up, okay? We know there's a problem here. Everybody knows there's a big problem here. That's how we were born. That's how we were designed. We were designed to want these things. You know, even in the Bible, it says, we're like, it says that it's, we're going to be tempted, but we are called for so much more. Matthew 5, 28 through 29. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. What is this? Ecclesiastes 7, 26. I discovered that a, sedu- that, a sedu- that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare 
and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. And yes, guys, I get it. You may be thinking, dude, <laughs> you need to relax with the Bible verse stuff. Okay. With or without your with or without Christianity, it's a problem. Okay. So, anyways, uh men and okay, and, and women here, okay. Come alongside men, right? I don't know what I have to say to women, honestly. But men, let's step it up here, all right, boys? Let's 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 get it done. Let's get this problem solved. Yes, women watch porn too, but okay. Anyways, 45. Oh, sorry. Uh, another found that in a given year, 69% of men reported having viewed pornography and 40% of women. Trends in pornography usage also correlate with younger audiences. In the United States, a survey, a survey found that the most active pornography users, users are 18 to 34 years old. It, is, it also showed that 57% of young adults actively seek out pornography frequently, monthly, or more often. In comparison, only 29% of adults older than 25 seek pornography as frequently. 69% of men reported having viewed pornography. That's crazy, but I get it, okay? And it's not like one of those things where you could just forget about and never go back to. It's, it's going to be a temptation. But with the right support and the right like systems in place, you can beat it, okay? And a lot of you are thinking, why, why are you talking about porn so much? It's not even that big of a deal. It's not a bad thing. If you really think that porn's not a big deal or you don't think it's a bad thing, I don't even know what to say to you, honestly. Okay, so p porn causes, I'm just going to state some things here. Porn causes lack of confidence, sexual disorders like ED, uh, pr uh, produces unnatural levels of dopamine, uh, making every day, it makes everyday life more dull. You find less joy in life, um, you know, whatever, whatever. It's harder for your brain to create natural dopamine. Porn users use less brain activity. I found this stuff on another website. It's not just my opinion here. This is research, people. A lot of you are like, dude, Relax, I watch, it's it's not that big of a deal, bro. It is a big deal. It it not only does all those things, lack of confidence, sexual disorders. Have you ever noticed when you're watching porn, have you ever noticed that the old video, the normal videos don't work for you anymore? That you got to start searching up, um, you know, specific styles or, you know, kinks, like whatever it is, right? Have you noticed these things? You've been watching porn for how long and, and now the normal stuff just doesn't cut it anymore. You need to start seeing new stuff to even get the same amount of dopamine to your brain as it used to get. You see what I'm saying here? That's how we have so many of this weird stuff going on. Like everybody's gay and wants to do butt stuff. <laughs> everybody's got all these crazy kinks and whatever because everybody's watching so much porn and they can't even find joy anymore in just looking at a pair of boobs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? I don't know. I I know it's not just me. There's so many people who agree with me and I've seen a lot of other people's content on this. But I've been wanting to talk about that for so long and I would like to go deeper into it, but that's for another episode. Anyways, this isn't about porn. I mean, some of it is, but it's the number one cause of uh, divorce in America or whatever, right? But people, okay, so the point number three was 
people will only settle for the best. And why is that? Because they're watching porn. That's why I said porn, because nobody's content anymore. That's why I said you have to search up whatever to be even content anymore, because nobody is content. Because our dopamine levels are increasing, nobody knows how to sit still. Nobody knows how to just be in silence. Look at the, watch this freaking sunset. Just sit still by yourself for once. And you want to say that social media, watching porn is all totally good, man. No, this stuff causes the lack, the, the increase in dopamine level. It causes the, you know, not only all those side effects, but it's, it's causing our brains to crave more. We're wanting more. So we won't settle for any less than the best. And then that dopamine level just keeps rising, and then we got to move on to the next person, right? Pornhub had 5.43 billion averages, a billion with a B average users every month last year, 2023. And you don't think this is a problem. Maybe you just don't want me to say it because you know that it's a problem. And you wonder why we see so much dissatisfaction. Because people are living in la-la land. People are freaking living in a simulation. I'm just, I'm really driving my point home for this one. Like, I just want to embed it into you. Okay? You'll never get the best in a relationship if that's where you're at, right? Porn is not the only issue here, and I've been, I just, I've been waiting to talk about that for a long time, so I, I did get a little bit, a little bit passionate there, so, you know, porn is not the only issue here why people will only settle for the best, but it's like a lot of it is because of the, the dopamine rises, so I did find another um, website that was saying, talking about the dopamine levels, okay, think about this here. Sexual intercourse increases dopamine to 250%. The use of pornography increases dopamine output even higher than sex. Wow. 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 <laughs> Hold on. There, there was this chart that I found, and I can't find it. I apparently lost it because I'm an idiot. And apparently I didn't even put it in, in my notes or anything. So I'm just going to have to go off of memory. But... If I find the link, I'll put it in the description or whatever, so. But it was showing everything that's things that give you dopamine, like, uh, raises your dopamine levels, and it's like, porn is through the roof. Your brain should not even, it cannot produce that much naturally. It's such an unnatural amount of dopamine being released into your brain when you watch porn, and you wonder why life is so dull, and you wonder why, like... We've got all these issues. 5.43 billion average users every single month. That's why people will only settle for the best. Until they find the new best, right? So this is not just a dating topic. It's a so much more. But to understand why we do the things we do, you have to understand what those things are and the cause. And that's what I wanted to talk about here today. I wanted to talk a little bit about not only what why dating is so difficult, but yeah, why? And you can't get the why without understanding the reason. So point number three, people only settle for the best. It's not just pornography, but a lot of it is to do with social media, porn, dopamine levels, all this stuff. And, and some of it is just because we're human. We want better, right? We want 
more. But that's because we have our hope in the wrong things. We have our hope hoping that this person will be the thing that we need. This thing, this amount of money will be what I need and then I can finally be happy and I can finally not be anxious, whatever it is. But that's not the case. So next week, I believe we are going to be going over what is dating even for. And um, with all that said, my friends, I just want you to think this week. I started publishing these single episodes on Mondays because I I wanted to give you time to think throughout the week. Because I figured this isn't really stuff you want to think about on a Friday night, right? So think about it through the week. I, I hope I brought value today in today's episode. And I, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's going on in your life? What are what are things that you may be putting your hope in or some people? Or what are some things that you need to take a step back from, you know? But most importantly, I would really I would really encourage everybody here to do a dopamine detox. Do a dopamine detox. It's so much fun. If you listen today and you're like, hey Jameson, I got a bunch of these. This is all applying to me. I would suggest doing a dopamine detox. And what that means is, you know, you're going to lower your dopamine intake for about a minimum of three days. If you can make it three days, that would be the best. So what you're going to do is you're, you're going to lower as many stimulants as you can. You're going to remove any and all stimulants as you can. You got one hour total of screen time every day. Um, and that includes listening to music and you're like oh no that's that's brutal but yes music is a stimulant as well one hour total of music plus phone screen time tv time you know whatever no drugs or alcohol and i would say no nicotine but i know that's pretty unrealistic so if you could no nicotine that'd be super awesome um but also no um no watching porn and no um no masturbation and for some of you that's that's a lot harder than others for some of you, that's pretty easy to do, but no masturbation. That's a, that's another dopamine level and no porn. You see what I'm saying here? Though so you're going to lower as many stimulants. You're going to take away as many stimulants as you possibly can for at least three days. You know, caffeine is one of them. Lower your caffeine intake and whatever, you know? So what you're doing is you're lowering your dopamine level so that you can function at a normal dopamine level. It comes in really, really handy, and it's not super fun to do, but it gives you a lot of time to think by yourself and for you to just be in the moment. It's super awesome, and I would love for you, if you do end up doing that, I would love for you to share your experience with me, you know, maybe some of the rules that you set for yourself, but that would be super awesome. I would love to hear your journey going through the dopamine detox. I just did my own and now I'm on another phase. So with all that said, my friends, thank you so much for listening to the end of today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, I would super appreciate it if you would share this with one of your friends or on social media, whatever you could do to help. If you haven't, make sure to leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening on. That would be super appreciated. But with all that said, my friends, have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening.